uh, to the Word of God. And, uh, and, and, and I'm not planning on being very long tonight. I'm not planning on uh, being very long. I'm not planning on it at all. And uh, uh, I, I, feel like, I feel like God wants to talk to the church tonight. Uh, we're, we're, in a, we're in a very special moment, a very special time. And uh, uh, this, is a, this is a good time. You know, I'm glad I'm a part of the church today. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm a part of the church. I'm glad I'm a part of the church. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, I am so thankful that God has uh, called me out, called me to be a part of it. Uh, God has called us for such a time as this, and I'm honored to be a part of the church. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you something that hell is fighting for tonight. Let me tell you what hell is fighting for tonight. Hell is fighting for your attention. Hell is fighting for your mind. And so hell creates all of these uh, distractions in everyday life and everyday living. And uh, uh, I, I, feel like, I feel like God uh, put something in my spirit uh, for the last few days. I've been, uh, sometimes, you know, I, I, I got just a few minutes to work on something, but sometimes God gives me a few days and then he gives me a little bit and a little bit and and uh, then just kind of hangs me out to dry sometimes. And, uh, but uh, I, I believe I got something tonight. I want to take your attention to the book of Philippians. Everybody say Philippians. And uh, while we're going to the book of Philippians, uh, chapter 4, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll read just verse 8 and 9, I think, of that for right now. I may end up reading more of it later. But uh, I want to remind you that uh, be careful the next few days because we're supposed to have some really complicated weather. And according, according to the weather forecast, we probably won't be able to have a uh, ladies' prayer meeting in the morning uh, uh, because it's supposed to be ice and snow through the night. And I don't know. But... Uh, if, uh, if your ladies don't drive no better than my ladies, uh, uh, I'll, the only way I'd feel safe is to bring my wife up here. And I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if I feel safe. But, uh, 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 and I sure won't be safe going home tonight. <laughs> I think I just lost my safety. Uh, but... <laughs> Anyway, we probably won't be able to have men's prayer meeting on Thursday morning. Uh, I mean, we may be. Hey, I'm, a, I'm, I'm up for it if it works. If it works, I'll be here. If it don't work, well, then I won't be here. I'll be uh, probably iced in because I live on a hill, and it can be slippery, slippery, slippery getting out of my driveway. And uh, so it depends on how much ice we have as to how long it'll be before I get out of my driveway. And, uh, of course, I got a brand-new knee, and I'm not looking to initiate it, uh, this ice storm anyway. And uh, I'm going to wait a little while before I uh, uh, mess it up, hopefully. Hopefully I don't mess it up. But uh, anyway, we've got uh, uh, Brother, Brother Justin Brewer is going to be here preaching for us on Sunday morning and Sunday night. And uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, uh, we've got on Monday night at 6.30, Monday night at 6.30, uh, we've, uh, the marshals are uh, going to be having Brother Watts' uh, funeral here at our church. And uh, that's Monday at 6.30 in the evening. And uh, so we need to make sure that 
our church is up to par. You can be seated. I'm sorry. I was fixing to read my scripture. And uh, it, if you want to, when, when I get ready to read, you can stand back up in honor of the Word of God. But uh, I, did, I did want to make a few announcements. Uh, they're going to be using our facilities here. And uh, so we want to make sure that our church is cleaned, uh, spick and span, because uh, we'll probably have a number of guests passing through here. We need to make sure the kitchen is clean and... Uh, we need to keep the kitchen uh, clean all the time. So if you go in there and use the kitchen, uh, be sure to clean up. And uh, if you happen to open uh, uh, the oven or the refrigerator and see somebody's food in there that's old and got mold growing on it, throw it away. We don't want it. And uh, so anyway, evidently they didn't want it either or they wouldn't have left it in there. So... Uh, but but let's, this is the house of God. We got to keep it clean. This is the house of God. We got to keep it clean. And uh, so anyway, I don't. Uh, I, I I know every now and then my wife, man, she just she throws about everything away in the refrigerator. I'm like, man, I was gonna eat that, and uh, it's already gone because it stayed in there too long. And uh, so anyway. But uh, this is the house of God. We want everything looking nice and neat and clean. And uh, so anyway, if you would, please help us uh, this weekend get everything brought up to par. Brother uh, Williams says he's going to uh, do some carpet cleaning out in the foyer. And we kind of wanted to wait to the weekend before we did it. And so anyway, uh, but, but God's good. God's good. God's good. Praise God. Okay, the word of God. The Word of God. Uh, all the political announcements have been made, and now comes the Word of God. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8. Finally, finally, brothering, finally. Paul's been uh, talking about a lot of things in the book of Philippians. And, and finally, brothering, he says, whatsoever things are true and whatsoever things are honest and whatsoever things are just and whatsoever things are pure and whatsoever things are lovely. And whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned, received, heard, and seen in me. This is Paul talking. Do. He's telling them, this is what I want you to do. I want you to do the things that you've learned. That's what I'm preaching about. I just want you to do the things that you have learned, that you have received, that you've heard, and that you've seen in me. Paul was a great example. And the God of peace, this is, this is the promise, and the God of peace shall be with you. Thank God. Thank God you can be seated. Now, I don't want this to be Tuesday night, corn shuck dry Bible study. Uh, I don't want that. Uh, because, listen, we have been given a glorious gospel. We have been given a wonderful experience. God's gave us a wonderful experience. God 
has done so very, very much for each. Look, I'm, I'm looking into the faces of people that have been the recipients of great things in God. I'm looking into the faces of the recipients of great things from God. God has done a lot for each of us. God has done a lot for each of us. Each of us. God has worked it out. God. God. Now, I'm, when I say God, I'm talking about the God of creation. The God, oh, God help us. The God of life. The God that created uh, all of creation that you see, the God that created the heavens and the God that created the earth. Uh, that, that's who I'm talking about. And, and listen, what a wonderful honor and privilege that it is for that God to give us the opportunity to come have a conversation with him. I mean, have you ever thought about the privilege that we have when, 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 you've got, when you've got a hangnail that is tormenting you? God is interested in your hangnail. That's God. Hey, if he's interested in what kind of clothing that uh, the lily of the field is clothed with, if he is interested in the sparrow that falls from its nest, if he is interested in how many hair is on your head, he is interested in anything that makes us uncomfortable. And so God, Paul's dealing with people that, that have a lot of issues. Paul is dealing with a lot of situations. He is, he is a matter of fact, matter of fact, he is, he's talking to the church. He is talking, he's talking to the women in the church. This message that I'm going to preach tonight is for the women. And it's for the men, Sister Opal, just in case you wonder it. It's for the men, the women, the boys, the girls. Everybody ought to go to Sunday school. That's who it's for. It's for everybody, everybody, everybody. And so he talks off, starts off in, in, in chapter number four of the book of Philippians in his writing as, as he, is, he is writing to the Philippians. And, and he says, uh, dearly beloved, he said, uh, I, brother, I've, I'm telling you, I, I, I want you to understand some things. And then, then he addressed two women in the church, and, and he talks to them. And then he goes back and he talks, he talks to another fellow laborer. And, and he, he says in verse 4, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. I'm going to tell you there's something about this joy of the Holy Ghost and sometimes we've got we've to rebirth the joy. Sometimes we got to refresh the joy. We've got to rejoice. We Listen, you got happy on Sunday but now it's Tuesday. You got to get happy again on Tuesday. You've got to rejoice in the Lord. That's if you don't have anything else to be happy about, you can be happy about being in the Lord if you're living for God. If you're doing what's right, rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Uh, the Lord is at hand. And then he says this. Paul's preaching. Paul is talking. 
Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. You've got a problem. You've got a petition. You've got a situation. You've got a circumstance in your life. God is your help. God is your help. God is your help. God, I don't care what kind of problem you have tonight. God is your help. God is your help. God is your source of strength. God is who you need every day, every hour of the day. This is, this is what you need every moment of the day. You need God. Just be careful. And he says, be careful for nothing. You've got to pray. You've got to bring your petition, your request to God. And, and he is the God of peace, which passeth. All understanding, all understanding. Y'all heard me give my testimony about my mother when she lay on that bed lifeless and her body was growing cold. And, and I had all of these fears of what I was going to be doing uh, when my mother passed because it was, it was evident that unless God gave us a miracle that she was about to pass from this life. But when she passed, God equipped me with a peace that passeth all understanding. And this God that I'm talking about shall keep your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. This is a God of peace. God can keep your heart. God can keep your mind by the way, I'm on verse number 8 just in case you're following me today. Uh, verse number 8 of Philippians chapter 4. I didn't even realize you wasn't following, but now you are. Thank you, Jesus. And then finally, brothering, finally, brothering, whatsoever things are true. This is what we need to be dwelling on. There's lies being told every day. There's all kind of lies. But we've got to get focused on the things of God. We've got to get our heart focused on the things of God. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. You've got to think about, listen, there's, listen, there may be a lot of lies being told and there may be a lot of falsehoods that are being told and, and there may be this that is floating around. Don't worry about somebody that is, that is, that is telling lies on you. Don't worry. Listen, I, I've had them to lie on me. I, I, I've had my feelings hurt because somebody just ball face told a lie on me and 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 it bothered me and 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 there was something in my spirit wanted to go and 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 set that individual straight i wanted to i wanted to defend myself and i i remember i was going through a time and 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 and, and i was being lied on and 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 it was bothering me and and, and I was reading my Bible one day, and, and I, I come across the scripture of Pontius Pilate. And, and, and Pilate had, had heard the stories about Jesus Christ. Pilate had heard all kind of things about him. Pilate had heard truth, and Pilate had heard lies. And he had heard all kind of things. But then on top of all of that, just the night before, Pilate's wife is troubled in a dream about this Jesus. I don't know if it was a table talk conversation that, that maybe Pilate just kind of let the business slip out and said, tomorrow uh, they're going to bring Jesus and I'm, he's going to stand before me. And, and Pilate's wife said to him, please uh, don't speak against this man. I've, I've been visited in a dream in my heart has been troubled about this Jesus and 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 there was there was the fear of God in Pontius Pilate's wife and 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 because of the peer pressure and because of the political pressures at hand uh, Pilate's wife is 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 talking to Pilate and and the next day sure enough Jesus Christ comes and stands before Pontius Pilate the governor 
And, 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 and Pilate began to talk to Jesus and and basically what he was telling him, I want to hear your story. I know you got a story. Some are saying that, that you're the king of the Jews. And some are saying this about you and, and that about you. And, and, and Pontius Pilate was, was, was offering Jesus and opening the door for Jesus to give conversation and to defend himself. And Jesus looked at Pontius Pilate and said this, thou sayest, that's what you're saying. And, 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 and that was it. That was it. Uh, Pilate was marveled and he marveled because Jesus didn't defend himself. And, and Pilate was troubled about this. As a matter of fact, somebody gave me a picture and, and uh, put it, I put it up in my office. And somebody gave it to me around Christmas time this past year. And, and uh, it, was a, it was a picture of Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate. When I looked at that, I could not believe what I was looking at because just... Just a few days before, uh, some of these lies started resurfacing again. And, 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 and it was just a friendly reminder. I feel like God sent me a picture to remind me. You don't have to defend your and declare your innocence. You let me fight your battle. I'm going to tell you something. If you're living right and doing right, you don't have to worry about the lies that are made up against you. You just go ahead and live right. God has got this. Why don't we let God fight our battle? Because when you let God fight your battle, he's going to do it right. Finally, brethren, the things are true. You need to, these are the things you need to be dwelling on. These are the things you need to be thinking about. You need to think about the true things. You need to think about the honest, whatsoever is honest. You need to think about the honest things. You need to be thinking about the pure things. You need to think about the just things. You need to think about the lovely things. And Pilate then said, I mean, uh, Paul then says, whatsoever things are of good report. You need to think about good things. You need to think about the good report. You need to be dwelling on the things that are pure, righteous, honest, and holy. You need to think about the things that are lovely, the things that are of a good report. You need to think about the things that has virtue in it, things that's going to strengthen you and strengthen your life. You need to be thinking about the things that God wants you to think about. You need to be thinking about ways that you can praise him. You need to be thinking about ways that you can thank him. You need to be thinking about ways and things that you can edify the body. Get out of the negative spirit. Get out of the negative mentality. Get out of this thing that is always taken virtue from you, not adding virtue. Get out of the things that are always taken away. You need to get in a mindset that I'm going to dwell on things that are good. I'm going to dwell on things that are helpful. I'm going to dwell. Listen, let me tell you something about living for God. Living for God has to become a thought process. It has to become a positive thinking process. It has to become, oh God help me, it has to become a positive praise time. One commentary said it like this. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, 
whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is just simply right. Sometimes it's just simply right. Sometimes you got to dwell on the things that are just pure right and, and pure and wholesome. This is what one commentary has to say about Philippians 4 and 8. It's things that are pure and wholesome, lovely, and brings peace. I'm telling you, we need to be in a spirit of God that brings peace everywhere we go. Huh. In that sermon on the mount, Jesus Christ began it by saying, Blessed are the pure in spirit. Blessed are the peacemaker. And he goes on and he gives an entire list of people that are blessed. The beatitudes of blessings. Think continually on these things. Continually on these things. Focus them in the center of your mind. Implant them is what the commentary says. Implant this in your heart. You've got good Oh, God, help me preach tonight. You need to be talking about good things. Oh, God, I for, oh, God, help me. Help me, help me, help me, God. Don't let me get finished preaching tonight and somebody come up and talk to me about how bad life is. I'm telling you, you need to give the devil a, a black eye and say, hey, devil, I'm sick of following your games and your pattern that you've set for me. You can be seated. You said, hey, are you wanting me to lie? No, I don't want you to lie. I want you to have faith. I want you to speak things that are not as though they are. We've got, listen, this is part of getting into the church. This is part of being right with God. We've got, listen, that's what, this is how we're supposed to be behaving ourselves. You got to think continually on these things. You gotta, you gotta make this the center, the focal point of your heart. You've gotta get out of this. What all is wrong in life? You've got to get out. You listen. I'm gonna preach it. I'm gonna preach it tonight. I'm gonna preach it tonight. I'm gonna preach it tonight. I don't care how much resistance I get. I'm in the Holy Ghost. I know what I'm in it. I know what I'm not in it. But I'm in it tonight. You've got to implant this. Another commentary says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatsoever is true and whatsoever is honorable and whatsoever is just and whatsoever is pure and what is lovely and what is commendable, what is, what is, is there any moral excellent? And if there is anything praiseworthy, this commentary said it like this, dwell on these things. This needs to become your permanent dwelling place that you can think about the good things that is happening in life. Some of your minds are so bent and warped, all you can think about is the bad things in life. You come to church looking for something that you don't like. You got to dwell on the things that are, listen, listen, listen. Not everybody in the house of God is 100%. We got some that's 2%. Anybody ever sees 2% milk? We got some 2%. We got some 8%. They're afraid to get to that 10% because that reminds them of tithing. But 10% is pretty important in the kingdom of God according to the word of God. It's pretty important. But I'm going to tell you something. You've got you to you learn how to dwell on the things that creates praise and worship to God. You've got to learn how to dwell on the goodness and the good things of God. Paul's saying, finally, brethren, I finally got to the meat of my message. Finally, brethren, it's what Paul's saying. You got you got to get a hold of this stuff that is true. You got listen. You can't worry about the faults. 
you can't worry about the rumors. There's, there's enough rumors in Pentecost. They could start calling us CNN. Fake news. Fake rumors. Fake rumors. Hey, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We need to, we need to, we need to black the devil's eye. Listen, I'm preaching about the mind, the battle for the mind. That's what I'm preaching about. The battle for the mind. The battle for the mind. The battle for the mind. There was, there was a British author who wrote uh, the battle for the Christian life is the Christian mind. Because you don't have a Christian life if you don't have a Christian mind. Everything, everything that comes into your mind is going to affect your heart. Everything that affects our relationship with God is determined by our actions. Every choice that we make is the choice we want to make. I'm going to tell you something. This, this, this mind of ours, listen, I don't know about you, but, but, but I sometimes have trouble with my mind. I have trouble sometimes keeping my mind Listen, my wife got up this morning and, and I was I was in the living room and 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 I was sitting in there and 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 she she come in there with her Bible and 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 I was I was reading my Bible and and uh, I, I was reading it on the computer and I was reading my Bible, the Word of God. I was reading I was reading Philippians chapter number four and 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 we're sitting there and and the mind is a crazy thing because 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 I looked up and I seen three deer standing out my back window. Now the devil got in my mind. The only reason I probably didn't succumb to the spirit of hell is I knew that I couldn't get in there and get the safe open in time and get the gun out in time to do business. My heart started pumping. I got a little nervous when I seen them deer, and 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 the other morning I was I was I was looking out uh, a window in my house, and there was a big old rack deer standing, probably as close as I am standing to Brother Nathaniel, and he was a big rack deer, and I I got nervous and jittery. Any hunters in here, you understand that I'm not a real hunter, but I am a fake hunter. And if they make it too convenient, I may become another hunter. I may become an illegal hunter. No, I'm not. I'm joking about that. Every choice, every choice that we make, every choice that we make, every choice that we make, every choice that we make is, is a choice that we want to make. What is governing our mind and controlling our des desires is what we are feeding into our minds. Our will is simply uh, the handmaiden of our affections. What is controlling our affection is controlling our mind. If you are putting garbage into your mind, the garbage is going to start coming out of your mouth. If you put garbage in your mind, actions are going to become the fruit of your spirit. And so the Bible says in Proverbs 23 and verse 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The reality of a man's life is based on what he is thinking. His thoughts, if he has thoughts of God, high thoughts of God, he'll become a spiritual person. If he has thoughts of praying, he'll become a prayer warrior. If he has thoughts of God, if he has thoughts of God, he'll become a godly person. 
if he has low thoughts, spirits of hell planning things in his mind, he'll become a trashy individual. He'll become a failure at life. And as the mind goes, so goes your life. Our mind is so critically important in our walk with God. It's important what you're thinking. It's important what you're feeding your thoughts on. It's important what kind of music that you're listening to. It's important what kind of friends that you have. It's important. It's important. It's important. Our, our minds are so, so easily influenced. Uh, Hollywood has made a play for humanity. And our minds are so critically important in our Christian life. It's so critically important. Our minds are the initial front line of defense. That's, that's, that's what is defending us. It's our mind. You've got to get your mind right. You've got to get your spirit right. You've got to get your thought process correctly. You've got to start, listen, you've got to start putting, you've got to start putting the word of God in your life. That's what you've got to put. You've got to put prayer in your life. You got to put prayer in your life. You got to put the word of God in your life. Because what you're thinking about is what you're going to become. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's the way he is. That's the way a man is. You can't you can't think of one thing and become something else. You are what you're dwelling on. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Be not, be not, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Be not and be not conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to this world. This world has this world has a destructive form. This world is an ungodly place. Oh, God, help me preach tonight. This world is an ungodly place. This world is, is, is saturated with ungodly materials. This world is saturated with ungodly ways and godless ways. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got, to, you've got to get that mind renewed. You've got to get that mind full of the Holy Ghost again. Because, listen, the counsel of the ungodly will get you in trouble. Because the ungodliness of this world will cause you to do dumb things. Anybody ever hear everybody's doing it? It must be all right. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. And, and, and then all of a sudden we are shaped into a form where everything that is right is wrong. I'm preaching about the counsel of the ungodly. Everything that is right from this word of God, the ways of the word of God, the things of the word of God becomes all right in a society where there is no preachers in a pulpit with an open Bible preaching the word of God. This is the ways of God. This is what's going to save you. This is what's going to save you. And, and listen, you can't be conformed to this world because this world is conformed by ungodliness. This world is, is conformed by Hollywood. This world is conformed by Hollywood. This world is modern, uh, molded and shapen and patterned after an immoral lifestyle. Let me tell you something. God 
made male and God made female. And anything else is a freak of nature that is man-made. Now that's Bible and that's truth. But in this conforming world, the alternate lifestyle has become okay. But not according to the Word of God. According to the Word of God, somebody said, somebody said they're going to outlaw it in, in apostolic churches that, that you can't preach against homosexuality. I'm glad I'm not government-sponsored. Because I'm going to keep preaching the truth. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. We've got to work on our mind, brothers. We've got to work on our mind, sisters. We've got to work in our spirit. We've got, you've got to work to be saved. Being saved is not as easy as floating down the river. It's, it's like swimming upstream against the current. That's what being saved is. You've got to save yourself from this untoward, backward, perverted generation. You've got to save yourself from it. You've got to come out from among them and be a separate, saith the Lord. You can't be conformed to this world, but you're going to be transformed. Man, these little kids, they get running around playing with these transformers. They don't even know it. I'm a transformer. I've been transformed. Brother Nate Williams, you're a transformer. You've been transformed. You, 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 listen, listen, Brother Jazz, don't you worry about it. You've been transformed. You, 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 you come back and get your mind renewed. You come back and get a fresh touch of this. Somebody said, are y'all brainwashing everybody down there? You better know it. We're trying to wash all the filth and all the world's garbage and all of Hollywood and all of worldliness out of people. We're trying, yeah, we're trying to wash their brains. We're trying to clean them up, get them ready for the rapture. Listen, God's coming back for a church that's without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. That's the kind of church that he's coming back. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may approve, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your thoughts govern the direction that life is going for you. Your thoughts is controlling you. Your thoughts, your mind, that part of you that thinks. Uh, average of 60,000 thoughts a day. That center of your head, that part of you, the brain, that is continually telling your body what to do. 60,000 thoughts is an average for a day of thoughts. And then Ephesians says in 4 and 23, and be renewed. Be renewed, Ephesians 4 and 23. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You've got to take this mind back and get it renewed. You've got to take, you've got to take that flesh of yours back to the altar and say, flesh, you're going back to church and you're going to get a renewing of the Holy Ghost. Renewing. This is a continual process. It's a continual process that has taken place, a continual process. This is not once saved, always saved. That is a lie, a false doctrine that the Baptists have dreamed up. That's a false doctrine. There's no such thing scripturally as eternal security. It ain't in this Bible. Some preacher needs to get brave enough to stand up to the world and say, that's not in the scripture. 
But see, you know that because your preacher does that. You got to have a renewing of the mind. You, you backslide. Paul said he could backslide. He said, I, 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 I myself could become a castaway. Even though I preach to other folk, he said, I myself could become a castaway. You can backslide. You, you, listen, you got to renew your mind. You got to renew the contract. Anybody ever renew their contract on their cell phones? Oh, my God. That's how, they, that's how they trick you into getting a new one. If you'll renew a contract, we'll give you a brand new phone. Yeah. And so the deal is you ain't never going to get that thing paid for if you keep renewing it. You're never going to own it. You always you always talking on somebody else's phone. A continual commentary going on in the house of God. Matthew twenty two and thirty seven, and Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt. Matthew twenty two and thirty seven, and Jesus said unto him. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. You got, listen, you can't, you can't be halfway into this thing. You've got you've to get all the way in it or you ain't going to get no good out of it. You can't come to church part time and be saved. You can't partly live for God and be saved. You've got to love him with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. That's how you got to love God. That's how you got to serve God. You got to give God everything. You got to give him all. The mind is so important. 1 Peter 1 and 13. 1 Peter 1 and 13. Therefore, wherefore, wherefore, gird up the lawns of your mind and be sober and hope to the end for the grace that it brought you in to the revelation of Jesus Christ. We have to prepare our minds. We've got to get ready. We've got to get a hold of who we are. We've got to understand what kind of power and what kind of authority that we have. We've got to control our thoughts. We've got to control our mind. Colossians 3 and 2. Set your affection on things above not on things on the earth. Your relationship has to be a heavenly relationship. If you're looking around at the earth, the planet, and you're looking at all of the stuff that's going on, you've got to get your eyes off of the earth. You've got to get your eyes on Jesus Christ. You've got to set your eyes on him. You've got to get your, you've got to set your, your affections cannot be on the things in this earth. Paul is reminding us throughout the New Testament. Paul is reminding us that we have to think pure and godly thoughts. You're going to become what you're thinking. Paul is telling us in Philippians 4 and 8, pure thoughts. He is telling us about the pure thoughts. Let me tell you something about about the Bible, the Word of God. Let me tell you about the Word of God. The Word of God is a grid. The Word of God is a pattern. The Word of God is a template, a, a grid, a pattern, a template. That's what the Word of God is. And even though, even though, listen, I ain't never read in the Word of God where it says, Thou shalt not wear lipstick. I'm going to cover it. Give me a moment. Well, open your ears and you can hear. Have ears that can hear what the Spirit saith to the church. But I'm going to tell you something. There is not a, a scripture that says, that talks about lipstick. You know why? Because in Bible times, they didn't have lipstick. I don't know what Jezebel was painting her hide up with, but she was painting herself up with something. 
And so, and so it's important. It's important that we learn how to read the Bible. You need to learn the Bible. Listen, it, 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 don't, it don't even mention the word television in the Bible. But it does say set no wicked thing before your eyes. That's what it says. And so what is Hollywood television? They're murdering. They're doing every kind of immoral thing that you can think of. And that's wickedness. That's wickedness. And that fits into the template of the Word of God. This Bible was written for all ages. And so it's a template. It's a template. It's a manual. And if we read the Bible, it's a manual for the Word of God. And not everything that we have can be spelled out in black and white in the Word. Not everything I'm going to preach can be spelled out in black and white because heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall forever stand. And this Bible is relevant to all generations. All generations understand the Bible. And so if the preacher, the Bible says, how shall you hear without a preacher? Guess what? God sent you a preacher tonight. That's what I'm doing up here. And I prayed, I sought God about what I'm going to preach. And if I establish in this church that I don't think we ought to wear red lipstick, well, then we ought not wear red lipstick because that's what I feel God would have me to talk about and say that. That's part of the template in the Word of God. And so it's a grid, it's a template. It's, 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 it's given to us because it is timeless. And even though it may not apply, listen, back in, back in the 1200s, I don't know what they were doing, but they still had the same word of God. And, 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 and listen, this, this is for all generations. This is for all generations. And, and there, is, there, is, there is different translations come out, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to stay with the King James Version. <laughs> it's kind of like the old preacher said, it was good enough for the Apostle Paul, it's good enough for me. I understand Paul wrote most of it. Yeah, so anyway, you, you know, if, if this Bible dealt with all of the details, it would be a book of legalism. But it's not a book of legalism. It's a book of templates. It's a book of principles. It's a book of parameters. It's The Bible is the guardrail of the straight and the narrow path. That's what the Bible is. It's the guardrail for the straight and the narrow path. And I know that I know that I'm 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 in trouble because the hour is late, but I'm I'm rushing to a close. The Bible is a guardrail on a straight and a narrow path. And so the template and the grid keeps us on the path. This word of God keeps us on the path. And 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 we have to read the Bible. We have to we have to have a hunger for the word of God. We have to hunger. Listen, this is the, the Bible says Jesus Christ in the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 7 of the book of Matthew, verse 13, 7 and 13, says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. Enter ye in at the straight gate. And, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Uh, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Verse 14, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and there be few that find it. And so he goes on to tell, we've got to be, we got to be aware of false prophets. They're, they're coming to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. They're, they're, they're starved for uh, gratitude. They're starved for recognition. And these, these wolves that, that are in sheep's garments, they are pretending to be humble and pretending to be somebody very humble and very modest. And, but that is a dressed-up wolf. And let me tell you something. There are some wolves in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's some men of God 
but there's some wolves. There's some faux preachers. There's some pretenders. They're pretending to be something that they're not. Hey, and I'm going to tell you something. You judge a man by the doctrine that he's preaching. You judge a man that way. We have to condition our minds with the spirit of prayer. We have to condition our minds to live godly lives. We have to condition our minds to live holy lives. Holiness is separation. We don't dress like the world. We don't talk like the world. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching from the grid right now. I'm preaching from the template. I'm preaching from the ordained pattern that God gave us to go by. And we've got to learn to love the ways of holiness, consecrated lives, consecrated people. Hey, but you've got to condition the mind to make that happen. You've got to think on these things. This is a straight and that is a narrow path. And it's the verses of the scripture, the verses of the Bible that is the guard, the ways of God. It's the guard that keeps us to heaven. The word of God is a guideline. The word of God and the verses of the scripture, these precious verses right here that is written in this Bible establishes the parameters of life. Right here is the parameters for internet surfing. Right here is the parameters for music. Right here is the parameters for places that we go and places that we don't go. It's right here. Right here is the parameters for the kind of reading material that we need to be reading right here in the Word of God. Right here is the parameters and the template and the guidelines. If you get into this Word of God, you're not going to have to be coming and asking me, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Because you just get in the Word of God and you learn to pray and you learn to listen to the Spirit of God. Hey, I wish it was where I never had to mention nothing else holiness-wise in the church again. I wish it was. But sometimes people has to hear the certain sound of the preacher. But right here is the parameter. I'm not about legalism. I'm about people lining up to the word of God. I'm about people that are watching things that they're listening to, the gossip, the rumors. I'm about people that are concerned about what the word of God and the parameters that God has established for things. I really never thought I'd have to say this. Things that people watch. No answers, no answers, no answers. But what have you watched today that would not be holy, that would not remind you of godliness? The parameters are right here, the template, the word of God. Everything, every answer it's right here. We got to get in the word and we got to find it. We got to get on our knees and we got to find it. God's not speaking to people that don't talk to him. Don't come tell me what God's telling you and you haven't even prayed today. It's all right. Hey, this is straight preaching. I know, I know, I know when I'm on, on and when I'm off. 
And I'm on, honey, tonight. Don't you worry about it. I've dealt with a lot of distractions, but I'm on. And I'm telling you, we've got to learn how to get in the Word of God. We've got to learn how to pray. We've got to learn how to listen to God. I want to be saved. I'm very serious about my salvation. I'm serious about what I'm doing tonight. I'm not playing games. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck. I'm just trying to be saved. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to hold it on that street and that narrow path. I'm trying my best to produce a church that is on a straight and a narrow path. God, I'm trying to preach to them about the parameters. I'm trying to preach to them about the guardrails that you have established. This is a straight and it's a narrow path. There be few that find it. And the reason there's so few because of the false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. And they are appearing to be humble and submissive. And they can tell what's a sweet little story. But inwardly, they're ravening wolves. Jesus in his sermon goes on to say, you've done many wonderful works in my name. You've done a lot in my name. But the day's going to come that I'm going to profess to you, I never knew you. You was a worker of iniquity. You were driving people away from the church. Hey, 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 hey. The only way I'm going to be saved is bring people to the church and bring people to the truth. Let's stand. I'm done. You've got to condition your mind with prayer. You've got to condition your mind with a spirit of godliness. You've got to condition your mind with a spirit of holiness. You've got to condition your mind. You've got to pray. You've got to seek God. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, This is what we're going to deal with in the judgment. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true and whatsoever things are honest, what things are honorable, what things are just, whatsoever things are pure and lovely, and whatsoever things are of a good report, this is where you got to get to the place that those guardrails are there. It's all about being pure in spirit. It's all about having a pure heart. You can, you can hide it. You can cover it up. But finally, brothers, You got to do those things which you've learned and received, heard, seen in me. And the God of peace shall be with you. Finally, brother. We finally made it to this place. Finally, brother. Finally, brother. Let's pray. God help us tonight. Help us tonight, God. Help us tonight, God. Help us tonight. We hadn't took an offering up. You can come give in the offering.
as you're coming, Brother Howell, you got the. Come pray, seek God. Finally, brethren, things that are pure. That's what God's looking for. Wholesome, lovely. You got to think on these things. You got you to you dwell on the things that are of God. The ways of God. The things of God. You've got to dwell on it. You've got to dwell on it. You've got to dwell on it. Think continually on these things. You've got to dwell on those things that are praiseworthy. Think about the goodness of God. Think about what all God's done for you. Hey, I'm living in a house I didn't build. I'm drinking from a well I didn't dig. I'm eating from a vineyard I didn't plant. I got it way better than ought to have it. Think on these things. Think on these things. How good we got it. Think on what all God's done for you. Think about what all he's delivered you from. Think about what all he set you free from. This is what we got to think about. We got to think about the things of God, the ways of God, the things of God. Think about God. Think about His goodness. Think about His blessings. Think about His praise. Think about all the wonderful things that He's done for you. Think about the things that are true and honorable, worthy of respect. Think about what's going right in your life, not what's going wrong. Think about the things that are pure and wholesome and lovely and admirable.